Welcome to Your Power with M Rose, the unfiltered behind the scenes of business, modern personal development, and creating your dream life. I am M Rose, and here we talk about all things business, life, relationships, mindset, and manifestation. So if you are ready to step into your power, then you are in the right place. Good morning. I am coming to you live and sun-kissed from my balcony in Bali, overlooking the beautiful greenery of our hotel. I am currently in another like pinch me moment as I have been for a lot of this week. I'm not sure if you guys saw my story, but one of the beautiful listeners and now actually one of my mentoring students, Anne from Anne's Little Lashco, um, she sent me a message the other day saying that she went back and was listening to old episodes. And there's an episode that I did in February where I said that my short-term goal and by the middle of this year, I wanted my business to be in a position where I could be sitting and working by the pool in Bali and the income would still be coming in totally as normal. And that's exactly what is happening this week. And I am so fucking proud of myself. Like I am continuously like, I can't believe this is my life. We were actually sitting at happy hour in the pool the other day and I was in the pool, I was drinking a lychee martini, I got out of the pool and I saw that three students had joined the masterclass platform while I was sipping on lychee martinis in the pool. That is just simply the fucking coolest thing ever. Like, oh my God, I can't even believe it. So we've been in Bali for about seven days now, I think. Um, We flew out late on Friday night and Considering all of the delays that Bali flights have been facing the last few weeks, we were only delayed two hours, which was really good. Um, And I also managed to hustle our way into the Qantas lounge. So it was absolutely fine. We had more eating and drinking time. (laughs) So we landed at around midnight on Friday and then just went straight to bed because we didn't get in until about 2 a.m. Then for the first five nights, we stayed at a hotel in Legian, which was a very Vegas vibe, massive pool, swimmer up bar and a huge buffet breakfast most importantly which was so yum so we spent a lot of time actually just hanging out there going for massages and I've just been doing emails by the pool while the girls go to the gym and go for walks because you actually can't get me to the gym in Melbourne so there's zero chance I'm going while I'm here I can tell you that right now Then we have moved to now we've moved to a more kind of boutique hotel on the beach, which is a totally different vibe and something we definitely needed after the amount of lychee martinis we consumed at the last place. (laughs) We honestly haven't been doing a whole lot, which has been absolutely perfect. The only thing we kind of have been pre-planning have been the restaurants. So we've basically been eating our way through Bali and getting massages and just chilling out. We leave in three days and all we did this morning was just literally plan out the restaurants that will be fitting into those three days and then the outfits that will go with them. (laughs) This trip is definitely what I needed. Obviously, I mean, there's definitely been some really shitty moments. There's you know, a lot of time to be with my thoughts and really sit in the healing process, which is hard, but it's why I came here basically. Um, It's absolutely necessary no matter how hard it is. So, you know, it's what I came here to do. I came here to give myself the space to go through the motions of healing and working on me. So 
I know I'm on the right path and I've made the right decision by coming here. So it's going to do me good, I know. I also did a photo shoot for Azua the other day, which was awesome. We actually hired out a villa for the afternoon and I got some models and a photographer and ran a Bali-inspired shoot, which was so much fun. I am also getting the photographer back in this afternoon to do some personal branding shots for me. So that's really cool. I've been um, styled by Catherine and it's going to be amazing. So I can't wait, yeah, to show you guys the end results of both shoots. As for my recommendation of the week, I was hoping I would have consumed a lot more content here than I have, but honestly, I haven't. (laughs) I've just been really chilling out when I'm not working or wandering around. So my recommendation for the week is going to be a movie I watched for the second time on the plane here, and that is the Elvis movie. I absolutely fucking love that movie and will probably more than likely watch it again on the way home. And it's not just because Austin Butler as Elvis really fucking turns me on either. Like, fucking hell, he really does some things to me in that movie. (laughs) It's actually a good storyline too, so that makes it all right. (laughs) But yes, if you haven't watched it already, Elvis, watch it. Okay, I am off to have a cocktail before heading into Changu for the shoot. I will let you get into the episode while I do so. I really wanted to talk about boundaries in today's episode because it's such a common theme that comes up with my private mentoring clients. And I feel like I'm going to be as raw and honest with you on this podcast as I am with my clients when we talk about it, because that's just what I am. I'm really upfront. I call everyone out on their shit. That's just how I roll. So you may not like it. You may get offended, but From the outset, I'm going to tell you that if you feel triggered by what I'm about to say about this topic, then that means that it is something that you need to hear. Feeling triggered by a hard truth means that deep down you know that it's something that you need to deal with. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is boundaries. And I'm not here to talk about the, you know, the trending thing of like setting boundaries and saying no and this, you know, trending new thing that's come about. I'm here to tell you why you need real boundaries and why setting those boundaries doesn't make you a bad person, what those boundaries can look like, and most importantly, why you have absolutely no right to get upset with anyone if you have not made your boundaries clear. And I'm going to give you examples of this from both business and personal purposes. The first thing I'm going to say to you is something that my mentor said to me that completely changed the way that I see boundaries. And that is that boundaries are not there to create barriers. Boundaries are there to promote connection. Let me say that again. Boundaries are not there to create barriers. Boundaries are there to promote connection. And You come to terms with how true this statement is. When you come to terms with how true this statement is, the game will fucking change for you. Because for me personally, I always was like, I don't want to set boundaries. I don't want people to think I'm a bitch. I don't want to have to implement all of this stuff. Like, I don't want people to be too scared to book in with me because I have so many like rules they might see it as. But once I realized that by setting boundaries, I'm actually able to promote connection and promote a closer relationship by having them, that's when the fucking game changed. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a friend who's just gotten out of a relationship 
And every time you catch up with this friend, all they want to do is talk about their ex or badmouth their ex or trauma dump their shit all over you. And you, of course, want to be a supportive friend, but this topic of conversation brings you down and it fills the space with negative energy and you feel like it just completely drains you because that's all that they want to talk about. And if you aren't honest with this friend, if you don't set a boundary with this friend, then it's likely that you'll actually begin to avoid spending time with them or resent being around them or even resent them. And eventually there's going to be a disconnect in this friendship, right? Because you haven't told them how you're feeling. And so you're actually just internally shifting. However, if you set a boundary with them and you pull them up on it and you say, hey, I understand you're going through a lot right now, but I feel like a lot of our time together lately is spent in this negative space. And I'm more than happy to be there for you. And I'm more than happy to give you advice. But how about we make sure that we're also spending some time together talking about positive things, or maybe we can go and do some fun activities or do something that we enjoy together. And then once you've said all of these things, you have communicated this boundary. You have communicated how you felt. So you've made this person aware of your expectations of them as a friend and you've made them aware of the expectations around spending time with them and you'll be able to maintain that connection with that friend because there will be no pent-up resentment because they will be hopefully working with your boundaries because you've communicated them. But if you don't say anything, you will either explode and ask them why they won't shut up about their ex or you will completely distance yourself from spending time with them and you'll end up resenting them. And that's on you because if you haven't set up those boundaries with this friend, that's on you that you feel that way. They don't know any better because you actually haven't made them aware of your feelings and your expectations and your boundaries. And so how are they supposed to know that you don't enjoy this conversation? How are you supposed to know that this conversation, how are they supposed to know, sorry, that this conversation is frustrating for you? How are they supposed to have any idea that you're building up this resentment to spending time with them if you don't communicate this with them? It's on you if you begin to feel this way. When it comes to business, it's all a really, like they're all really common things that people come to me with. I have had multiple people message me saying, you know, I'm so angry. I have had three clients show up late this week. How dare they? Or a really common one is I had a client message me at 11 p.m. last night asking for an appointment. How rude of them. Now, don't get me wrong. If these clients or customers are messaging you like again at 11.30, wondering why you haven't replied or like genuinely harassing you with messages to get a response in the middle of the night, or, you know, if a customer or client is being genuinely rude or horrible or disrespectful of your timings, then this doesn't go for those people. It goes for the people that are, you know, late maybe once or twice or they message you at a certain time. But what I'm going to say about these boundaries and these types of situations is that if you haven't communicated your boundaries or made your boundaries clear, especially with yourself, then you have absolutely no right to be complaining about clients that are late or clients that message you in the middle of the night or clients that are triggering you in some way 
when you feel like they're breaking these boundaries, especially if you are breaking them yourself, which is usually the most common thing that's happening. And let me explain that. So if a client messages you at 11 p.m. asking for an appointment, why have you seen that message, right? Why are you in your messages at a time where you are apparently so sure that it's not your working hours? If those are not your working hours, your email should be off. You should be out of your Instagram or Facebook or any other way that they can message you. Oh, but you know, they texted me and it's my personal phone too. Well, if you're so sure about this boundary with yourself, get a work phone or turn your phone off at a certain point. You have let that message trigger you because you have not set and stuck to your boundaries, right? You have broken that boundary that you apparently have, not the client. Your client's message can't reach you at 11 p.m. if you don't let it reach you at 11 p.m. If you wake up the next morning and you've had a message, a client message at 11 p.m. and you see it the next morning during your work hours, I can guarantee you you're not going to feel triggered because you're receiving that message in your working hours, right? It doesn't matter what time they message you, you're receiving it in your working hours. It's not going to trigger you. It's only going to trigger you if you get that message come through at 11 p.m. and you see it. So why are you breaking your apparent boundaries? Let's say you had multiple clients showing up late to their appointments throughout the week, or you keep getting no-shows, or you keep getting rude clients. Let's look at the common denominator here. I'll give you a spoiler alert. It's you. The common denominator is you. (laughs) What is it that you are not communicating to them about being late? Do you have a late policy? Is that policy sent upon booking? Do you include, you know, any any special instructions that they may need to get to your address in terms of, you know, there's heavy traffic around here or it's hard to find or something like that? Do clients text you, say that they're going to be late and you say, no worries, see you soon, and then come to me and blow up saying that your clients are late? (laughs) Yes, I understand. It is obviously common courtesy to not be late to an appointment that you have set with someone. But if you're going to be furious about a client showing up late then you need to make it very, very clear to them that that is a boundary for you in whatever way you choose to communicate that as long as it is a clear communication. If you have clients that keep no-showing or you keep getting clients that, you know, refuse to pay their like cancellation policy or their no-show policy, what are you doing wrong? right? If it's a common occurring thing, what are you doing wrong? What boundary have you not set to say that you have a boundary of no no no-shows? You have a boundary where you pay for your no-shows. Where are you communicating that no-shows is a boundary for you? Because if you don't have a no-show policy, if you're not taking a deposit or holding card details, if you're not sending through a um confirmation message, if you are not communicating that no-shows are a boundary for you in some way, shape or form, it is not on the client to know that they have to pay a no-show fee, that they no-showing is a bad thing, right? Again, I understand common courtesy, but if you keep getting no-shows, there is something that you are doing or not doing 
that is attributing to that. Like I said, boundaries aren't just for business. They need to be in your personal life too. And I guess my biggest identifier of whether you are not sticking to your boundaries or you have not set your boundaries is if you are feeling annoyed at something that someone is doing or something just doesn't feel good for you, right? Like having a friend that's always talking about an ex when you're together or having family members that don't make you feel good about yourself or having a partner that treats you poorly. The thing I always like to ask myself is, okay, I'm feeling triggered by this. Um, This is making me feel a certain frustration. I'm frustrated by this. This safe, this place doesn't feel safe for me. This place doesn't feel comfortable for me. Something doesn't feel good for me right now. But have I actually sincerely communicated or identified what isn't feeling good? And have I communicated that this isn't something that I desire to have in my life? It is so easy to build a resentment for someone who crosses your boundaries But if you're not holding yourself to the standard that you expect from them, then that's on you. Again, that is fucking on you. The way you are feeling is on you. If you are not communicating to your partner what your needs are or you keep taking your ex back when nothing has changed, then that is on you, sis. That is fucking on you. You are not showing up for yourself. You are not standing up for your standards. You are putting up that expectation that people are going to meet, right? If you are getting clients constantly showing up late, you're getting them not paying a cancellation fee, they're no-showing you, they're ghosting you, then you need to figure out where you are lacking when it comes to the boundaries you have set in place and you need to figure out the standards that you have set for your business. When you have no boundaries in place, when you aren't strong in what feels good for you and what you will accept versus what doesn't feel good for you and what you aren't willing to tolerate, you're going to build up a resentment towards that person or that situation because they're going to meet your energy. They are going to meet your expectations. They are going to meet your standards that you have for yourself and for your business And that's not their fault that you have set those boundaries and those expectations so low. When that resentment builds up, right, when that resentment builds up with this person or this situation, that is no longer a safe space. That is no longer a safe connection. You will immediately not be able to provide a safe space for that person because you are holding resentment. And that is really, really important to understand because especially in your business, if this person is choosing you and coming to you for your services or paying you to better their life in some way or another, imagine how they would feel knowing that you resent them. And how would you feel taking their money and taking their business but not providing a safe space for them in return? Is that in integrity for you? Does that feel good for you? Because I guarantee you it won't feel good for you. Same with a friendship, like a a friendship or a relationship or something like that. This person sees you as someone they can rely on and someone they can trust and someone that is a safe space for them. How would you feel knowing 
that this person is vulnerable with you and this person is relying on you and you're actually resenting them. You're not providing a safe space for them. You're actually resenting them. How would you feel knowing that this person is sending so much energy your way that is trusting and loving and relying on you and you resent this person and you're completely like just not giving them the safe space that they are looking for. It is our responsibility to teach people how to be in our world and it's our responsibility to teach people what you expect of them and what they can expect from you in return and you need to be a leader in your business and in your life and speak to your boundaries no matter how uncomfortable or problematic or issue rising you think they might be, I guarantee you it's not going to be that way. Figure out what your boundaries are and communicate them from a secure place, knowing that you are creating connection and safety in that relationship that you are implementing those boundaries into. You are not creating a barrier. You are not implementing the boundaries to create distance with that person. You are creating the boundaries to maintain that relationship and maintain that connection, right? All of my clients, even my friends and my family and every single person that comes to me with, you know, a problem that they have with someone or a problem that they have in a situation, they know that I, my response the whole time is I will provide a space for them without judgment provide a safe a safe space for them to tell me how they feel and then the first thing i say to them is have you spoken to them about it have you communicated this with them that is always what i will say because if they say no then the next thing i will say is well you have no right to be feeling resentment you have no right to be feeling that they are disrespecting you because they are not aware of your boundaries how can they know that this is a boundary for you if you have not communicated this with them, right? It is as simple as that. So what I would like you to do as a little action plan for this topic, it comes in three steps, right? I've created a little three-step action plan. Step one, I want you to have a look at your life and where you think you need to set boundaries. I would actually just sit down and write this down so that you can really think about all the areas of your life and what is currently presenting discomfort for you. Take a look at your work, your business, your relationship, your friendships, your family, everything. What is triggering you? What do you feel dread around or discomfort towards? What doesn't feel comfortable and safe and right for you right now? Write all of those situations down, whether it's big or small, write it all down. Step two is to then figure out what would make you feel better about those particular circumstances. What changes or boundaries can you put in place with this person or this situation to ensure more comfort in those relationships and more comfort in those situations? What changes can you make or what needs to change in those circumstances to make them feel right for you? What needs to change to make those relationships feel good? And then step three is to implement those changes, communicate those feelings, communicate 
what needs to change. Implement the changes that will make you feel better about those relationships and implement the changes that will allow you to remain in connection with those people or those situations. Who do you need to set those boundaries with and what are those boundaries? What boundaries do you need to set with yourself and stick to? How are you going to speak to your boundaries and make sure that you are showing up to them? What standards are you expecting for yourself with those relationships and with those persons? What standards are you holding yourself to, right? And how are you going to communicate them? I'm going to give you a huge example from my own life, which was really right when I started to see how important boundaries are, right? And what difference they actually make to your life when you implement them. When I started working in the Azure office alongside our team there, I really struggled with being in an environment where there was lots of opportunity for me to be distracted. And I had to adapt to a structure and a different approach to things, which was A, coming from a place where I was in my own business full-time and it was just me, to being now with a team and running a business with a team. So I was having to adapt to a different approach to things, a different kind of structure or lack of structure in the way that I liked it um, or that I worked in the best way. Um, and I had to adapt to being surrounded by people that I was going to be easily distracted by. I found myself getting really frustrated every day, right? I was getting really exhausted and I was coming home with migraines because my attention kept getting drawn in so many places to so many different tasks because of the structure difference and the distractions and everything that was happening around me. And this is actually the circumstance that pushed me to go and talk to my GP about my potential ADHD diagnosis because it was sincerely becoming debilitating. But I knew that I wouldn't be able to work to my full potential from that office with the team if it continued the way that it was. And I knew that I was beginning to resent being there and beginning to resent when people were distracting me. And I was feeling that really strong disconnect beginning to happen. And I found myself going and chatting to, you know, my mom, my girlfriends, and I was just complaining. I was just complaining about how I was feeling. I was complaining about, you know, being distracted and I was complaining about my migraines and how, you know, I was really struggling with it. And I realized that I hadn't communicated things, right? So I was like, okay, I need to figure out what is going wrong here. I need to figure out why I'm not feeling connected in this space and I'm not feeling that this space is right for me. So step one, I identified that I was triggered in a particular situation. I was triggered being in the office and it was causing me discomfort and I knew that I wasn't honouring myself by just continuing in that situation and continuing in the relationship with the team, right? Step two, I figured out how I would be able to work better in these circumstances. I figured out what I needed to be able to thrive in this in these circumstances. And I figured out what boundaries I would need to put in place to get that connection back and 
release the, res- the resentment that I was building for this situation. And I figured out what I would need to put in place to be able to, you know, remove the resentment, remove the disconnect, remove the um, discomfort. I picked out what wasn't working for me and I came up with a solution as to how to make it work for me and to make that situation a safe and comfortable space that I thrived in rather than resented. So then I asked the team if we could have a meeting and I sat them down and I told them exactly how I was feeling. So step three, right? Implementation. Step three, asked the team if we could have a meeting. I sat them down. I told them exactly how I was feeling and what wasn't working for me. I had some solutions. I put some boundaries in place, right? Including, you know, a weekly meeting to have a little bit of structure in the way that I needed it. Um, not being distracted while I'm working on tasks and instead, you know, setting a time aside to bring up new ideas and bounce ideas off each other. And I went through all of these things that I needed to make that space a more thriving space for me, right? Um, So I made them solid. I made the boundaries solid. And then the boundaries I set myself I would set time blocks aside for tasks where, you know, I would have my earphones in. I would make it clear that those were my time blocks where I was working on a task. And then I would make sure that I made myself available for them at points throughout the day where we could bounce ideas off each other or chat about something, right? Because, you know, obviously they needed something to make them thrive was bouncing ideas or having a chat or something like that. So I needed to meet them as well, right? And immediately from implementing those boundaries and making them aware of what I needed, listening to what they needed and what I could give them, everything shifted and I began to thrive in the space, right? I began to love it. I began to love being the being surrounded by people. I began to love being in that space because we were able to make that connection again, knowing each other's needs and knowing each other's boundaries. Now, if nothing had changed, once I implemented those boundaries, and this is one of actually the most common questions I get by my students and mentoring clients, which is what happens when you implement your boundaries and they don't listen? Or what happens if people get upset when you push your boundaries onto them? My answer is you simply do not continue that relationship, right? You distance yourself from that relationship and honor that safe space for yourself. And I know it is so much easier said than done. I know that. But if you continue a relationship with someone or you remain in a situation with something that disrespects your boundaries, they get upset when you try to implement your boundaries or, you know, these people get offended that you have boundaries, then they are not the person or the client for you. And that's okay. It's okay if they're not the client for you or the person for you, right? Let's say that you have a client who you've made, you know, very aware of your cancellation policy or your messaging hours and they are still late or they cancel at the last minute and they don't pay a fee or they're not, you know, they're they're not, they keep doing it, right? They're a repeat offender. And you feel as though they're not respecting the boundaries that you have set for them and you've made it clear. You've made your boundaries clear. You've communicated how you feel. You've made it clear and they're still not respecting them. Let's think about that client for a second. Maybe they have a job that requires their personal life to be flexible. Maybe their boundary is needing someone who is able to be flexible for them. And maybe they need them to feel 
maybe to to feel like they're in a safe space, they need someone who's going to be able to respond to them at all hours of the day. And that's okay too. It's okay that they need that. It's just not aligned to you. So you need to discontinue that relationship to make room for a more aligned relationship for both of you. You need to disconnect that relationship to make room for a client that's more aligned to you and a service provider that is more aligned to them. It's 100% easier said than done. I understand that, especially when it comes to things like romantic relationships or family that are bigger decisions in terms of disconnect. But what you will actually find a lot of the time, majority of the time, is that you're lacking step one, two, and three. You're lacking actually from the very beginning identifying your boundaries or you're lacking actually communicating and implementing them. So the issue that you are facing is that they're not actually aware of your boundaries and the resentment is building up. And most of the time when you do the steps and you communicate your boundary to the person or situation, that's all it takes. That's all it takes to step back into a state of connection and you will remain connected in that relationship. It is very unlikely that you will have someone that continues to break your boundaries once you communicate them. And if they do, then you need to take the steps to remove that situation. That is all from me today. I hope you took a lot from this episode. I can promise you once you begin to implement this learning into your life, you will immediately see the shifts happening. Trust me, I am, as always, speaking from a state of anecdotal behavior. (laughs) So I can promise you'll immediately see the shifts. Um, As always, if you could pretty please do me a favor, if you loved this episode, please jump on and give me a little preferable five-star review. (laughs) And if you could share it with a friend that you think would benefit, the more people that I reach, the more people I am able to help. And that is the thing that matters most to me. So Thank you so much for joining me. I am off to grab another lychee martini now at happy hour before we go out to dinner. Have a wonderful week ahead. I will chat to you next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You have no idea how grateful I am that you are here. If you loved this episode, the best thing to do would be to share it with a friend. Be that person who encourages others to step into their power too. Make sure you are following on all of the platforms listed for you in the show notes, subscribed on Apple or Spotify, and in the closed Facebook group community too. And I will chat to you next week.